0: So let's go through it real quick. And it came to pass as they journeyed from the east that they found a plain in the land of Shinar, and they dwelt there. And they said one to another, "Go to, go to, let us make brick and burn them thoroughly." And they had brick for stone and slime, and had they for mortar. And they said, "Go to, let us build us a city and a tower whose top may reach unto heaven." And the word heaven there is which means visible arch in the sky where the celestial bodies revolve. Back in the day, they believed the earth was flat. There was a firmament. And so they were going to build it all the way up to the top of the sky. That was the whole idea. Uh, and they said, and let us make us a name. So the word for name is shame or honor, authority, and character. So they were going to have honor, authority, and character, but not include God in what they had done. And he said, and they... Or else, here's their greatest fear, we will be scattered abroad, the face of the whole earth, and they didn't want that. So this is their greatest fear, and the Lord came down to see the city and the tower, which the children of men built, and the Lord said, behold, the people is one, and they all one language, and this they begin to do, and now nothing will be restrained, and the word... Nothing restrained is boss star, which means nothing is inaccessible from them, which they have imagined. Imagined means purposed or planned to do. So, a couple of principles here. We know vision is important. So, if you don't have a vision, you're not going anywhere. My people perish for lack of vision, right? You're not going anywhere. They got to have a plan and they have a common language. So all these things were there, and God saw this, and he said, well, this is not good, right? He said, he goes, go to let us go down there, confound their language that they may not understand one another's speech. You see, they were scattered over the face of the earth, and their greatest fear came to pass, because they let it into their system, they created it, and what we let into our our heart as our greatest fear, we can actually see in our lives, because we need to be We need to be right. We see this thing that we don't want to do, and we keep saying, I don't want, I don't want, I don't want, and the subconscious mind doesn't understand don't, not, or don't. So what happens is it hears, let's do smoking. I don't want to smoke. I don't want to smoke. I don't want to smoke. All it's hearing is smoke, 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 smoke. You might as well light up. How about you focus on what you do want? This is our problem most of the time in the body of Christ. We don't focus on what we do want. We focus on what we don't want. So we focus on what we do want, a healthy body, good lungs, strong body. Focus on those things, as Ephesians tells us, right? So, we know key principles of success are vision, plan, and a language, a unifying language. Well, do we have this in the body of Christ? Okay, so what's the vision? Anyone? How about a kingdom established on earth? if we've been saved. We'll establish a kingdom, right? Uh, and we're going to leave no one left behind because God wishes that none should perish and fall short of the glory of God. Is that true? Okay, good. Language. Well, we have two languages. We have the word, which is our language, and we also have tongues because we have the Holy Spirit in us, if you believe in tongues or not. But that's a unifying language. See, it's so funny. He confounded the language, but then yet in the Christian he put the Holy Spirit. And when he put the Holy Spirit in there, we have the ability to speak in tongues and get ourself out of the way so that we can say the perfect prayer. And then we, there's a unification in tongues because the Holy Spirit is in each and every one of us. And then we're unified. We know we're saying the same thing because we're, we're dying to self and letting the Spirit say what needs to be said. And why is that important? Because words have power. And what we say, we create. So we've got to understand the power of our words. Okay, we'll keep going. And the unifier is the Holy Spirit, as I said. So what causes division in our lives? Well, see, Satan knows these rules, too. He knows who is in the fabric. He knows that. So what do we see today? Division. Everywhere you look, you see division. Are you a mask wearer? Are you a not a mask wearer? Are you a Black Lives Matter? Are you a Blue Lives Matter? Are you a All Lives Matter? Are you a Democrat? Are you a Republican? Uh, are you a LGBTQ, which I had to look up what all those meant? Or are you a heterosexual? And, and all we see is division, 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 because the enemy knows What makes us weak? And a kingdom divided against itself can't stand. Right? So we have to stop focusing on all these things that he set up to divide us and actually learn to accept people right where they're at. And this is hard. Now, do we have this vision in in the church? We do? Give me one. Religion. What's religion? Man-made rules with no godly purpose—that's religion. It's all about relationship, right? Love God with all your heart, soul, and might, and love your neighbors yourself. That's what the whole thing is about. We have some people believe in miracles. Some people believe it's for the old, for the older days. Some people believe in the Holy Spirit. Some people don't believe in the Holy Spirit being in their, in their, in their, inside their heart. Uh, let's see. Tongues, no tongues. All these dividers—Catholic, Protestant, Methodist, whatever—everything's dividing us. How strong are we if we're divided? You see, if if we see each other, that let me see. Okay, you believe that Jesus is the Son of God. Okay, you believe he was born of a virgin. Uh, born of a virgin. He did all these miracles? He suffered, died, buried. He rose again on the third day, and he will come again in glory to judge living and the dead. You believe that? You're my brother. You're my sister. All the rest of it is stuff that they grow into, everyone grows into. It's not our job to grow them. Whose job is it? Holy Spirit. He'll grow them, like Ben was saying. That's not our job. We'll mess you up. But why, oh, why do do we, why don't we see this thing and why can't we just unite what's our problem because i'm a i'm a how-to guy i want to know you know we all know we're supposed to unite i said it everybody goes amen yeah we need to unite but i'm not going to believe what he believes and you're not going to believe what i believe yeah but there's a greater unification that's uh, with jesus right we've got to focus on that the, that unification but we need to unite or else we will be led astray like sheeple Sheep will just believe whatever you hear. You know, here's a thing in, in uh, neuroscience. It takes an ounce of information to form an opinion, and it takes a ton to change it. Because once you've linked up an axon and a dendrite, now you have a thought pattern. Once you have a thought pattern, what you do to try to be right is keep looking for things that make you Right? And you keep, oh yeah, see, I told you I was a loser, I told you I'll never measure up, I told you I'll never be wealthy, and boom, and boom, and boom, and that thing gets thicker and thicker and thicker until pretty soon it's just a response. You don't even have to think, you just it respond. And so in the Word, though, it tells us a little bit about capture each thought and hold it up to the glory of God. So if you feel that negativity, if you feel that negative energy in you, if you feel that fear, lack, and worry go, oh signpost, thank you for sharing I need to capture that thought now I need to delve into it and put the word against it one, two, three times and then when you do that you start to form a new thought pattern you repent, you think a new way and now you have a little axon and dendrite that are connected and then you look for more things that do that and more things that do that and pretty soon when you show up things change the environment changes because you showed up because you know how to repent, and you know that you know who you represent. But too many of us are in this world now, and we don't know that we're a new creature in Christ. We still got a lot of that stinking thinking going on, right? And one of the stinking thinking things is that, you know what, we don't like people that don't look like us. Is that true? Is that true? I mean, we want to hang out with people that walk like us, talk like us, hang like us. So if you're an athlete, you want to hang out with athletes. Pretty girls always hang out with pretty girls. You know, it, it just seems like. It seems like when you're a thinker and you're a, a, you're a nerd, all nerds hang out together so they can all talk nerd stuff together, right? I mean, I was a nerd. I was a nuclear chemist. I was an instructor for that. That's a nerd. He, but I also want to do sports, so I played sports. So I didn't know who to hang out with. <laughs> we got... <laughs> What's that? That's exactly right. So we can do one of two things. We can to choose judgment, or we can choose acceptance. It's a choice. Now, so many times in the church, we used to choose judgment. Somebody would come in, shirt's too, too short, they're a dreg. They've got tattoos all over them, long hair, short hair, whatever. And we've got judgment on that right now. What are they doing here? Shouldn't they have cleaned themselves up? But he said, come as you are. So if he says, come as you are, come as you are. Our job is to love him in, not judge him. God will take care of that stuff, right? So in Luke, it says, judge not, you shall not be judged. That's kind of important condemn not you shall not be condemned forgive and you shall be forgiven you see when you judge we actually sit on the authority seat of jesus wow so if you start judging someone you actually took jesus's place as the judge so think of that when you judge people you're like yeah jesus no i got this one babe you 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 are going to hell I'm judging you, and I'm telling you right now you're going to hell because it ain't working for me. But we don't know what's in his heart. We don't know what's in her heart. Jesus does. What if you did something with all your heart, and you had the greatest intentions, and it turned out bad? Well, in the kingdom, that's a counter. That counts. Hey, I'm looking at your heart. The motivations of your heart were great. I love your heart. The world sees the outside. They see what what went on. But he sees your heart. And he gives you a big, oh yeah, that's good. Good job. Way to go. You know, the people, <laughs> the people that um, don't have much failure are people that don't try anything. So if you're wondering why well, I have no failure, yeah, because you're not trying. If you try to succeed, if you try to get better, if you try to get better and better and better and try to change this heart, try to repent and think a new way, all of a sudden there's failures. But it's okay. Congratulate yourself that this time, you were only in that place for two days of whining and griping and moaning. Oh, I was only there two days, whoo. Next time, it was only one day. Next time, it was only six hours. Next time it was an hour. Next time, you captured the thought, wow. But. What we're taught to do is say, Oh, well, look, see, I'll never be able to do it. And you're right. Little synapse just clicked in and it said, yes, you will never, ever be able to do it. And you agreed with it and you went right back to your old lifestyle and stopped growing because you didn't want to grow. So uh, John says, uh, just so we make sure we know, John said, For the Father judgeth no man, but hath committed all judgment unto the Son and hath given him authority to execute judgment also because is the son of, he is the son of man. We know Jesus is the judge, and we know when we stand in judgment of anyone, we're sitting in Jesus' authority seat as the judge, a dangerous place to be. Now, there's a difference between discernment and judgment. Okay? Naturally, anything or anybody different from us, we judge as strange or weird. When we judge others, this means we have an expectation that they should show up and act and think like us. An expectation, that's the process of accepting. Anything with a shun at the end of it is a process. Communication, the process of finding common union. Anything with shun means there's a process. So what we have here is an expectation. We, we think they should act this way when we must learn to receive an individual right where they are and not to judge them because they don't show up just like us. Because we don't know where they came from. We don't know what life they had. You know, for me, alcoholic, 21 years, you know, haven't had a drink, but well, I think it's 22 now. Yeah, but the point is, I can talk to alcoholics all day long because I walk their walk. And see, a, a good alcoholic or drug addict can manipulate you guys into thinking anything, and you're all playing Christian, oh, let me help you, let me help you, let me help No, there's no help until the d- d- person decides they're going to help themselves. There's no help. All you are is that you become that person's higher power. All of a sudden, they reach out to you because you helped them. Oh, they're going to keep reaching out to you because you help them. All of a sudden, you can't help them anymore because you're flat busted and disgusted. You're broke. Where are they going? Well, they're going to yell at you. You are my higher power. You are the one I went to. The whole time we're supposed to guide them back to their true papa, their true higher power, Papa God. But not be an enabler, right? So, Paul <laughs> Paul said something weird. He said be all things for all people. Well, that goes against That goes against me being who I am. I'm gonna be true to me and I'm gonna be what I am. And I am that I am and that's all that I am, my Popeye the sailor man, whatever. So in Corinthians it says, and there's a lot of scripture here, but you know, I found that if it doesn't line up with the word, it has no value. And I came from the place of science. And I find out that now all of the science that's been proven lines up with the word. So if you keep digging, you'll find truth and it'll always line up with the word but wherever you stop digging that's your religion that's where you say i found this is comfortable for me i'm not going to grow anymore and now you ha- now you have a religious spirit because anything that doesn't line up with that place that you're at well you're going to judge it Make sense so it says in corinthians 919 for that Though I be free from all men, yet have I made myself a servant unto all that I might gain the more. Wow. So we're supposed to be a servant unto all men. Look, we got our stuff taken care of. Watch what happens when you die to self and start to serve. Ben said it today. Pastor Ben said, he goes, you know, find one person that you can serve. We all come here to church and say, what can you give me? Hey, what are you going to give someone else today? Maybe you come to church for that. It just doesn't feed me anymore. Yeah, well, who are you feeding? You see, sometimes you come not to be fed but to feed. Now you know you're growing up. Many people just keep saying, gimme, 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 and they draw the life out of you. But you know when they're growing up? When they start to give to someone else. When they start to actually give uh, time to someone that's walking the same walk that they did. there. But when you it's all gimme, 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 it's all self, 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 me, 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 my, 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 my. The moment, the moment that they reach out and help someone else, all that stuff they were worried about is gone. All that stuff that they were focused on goes away. God's got that one because he wants us to help each other. Love God with all your heart, soul, and might. Love your neighbor as yourself. Just give, and it will be given back to you, pressed down, shaken together, and running over. The whole idea is giving, giving of self. So he said, become a servant unto all. Wow. And this is a dude that was, like, killing Christians all over the place, and, was, you know, he was very righteous about that. And unto the Jews I became as a Jew, that I might gain the Jews. To them that are under the law, as under the law. That I might gain them that are under the law. To them that are without law, without law. Being not without law to God, but under the law to Christ. That I might gain them that are without law. To the weak, I became as I was weak. That I might gain them. I made all things to all men that I might be by all means save some why and this i do for the gospel's sake that i might be partakers thereof with you so we become all things to all people wow that means you got to die to self that stinks cuz you know this is the way i show up this is the way i always show up and if you don't like it tough right or I'm taking the next step up. I know I've got salvation. I know I'm in heavenly places. I know what my end game looks like. But these people may not know what their end game looks like. So maybe, just maybe, I have to look like them, talk like them, walk like them, so that they can understand that, that they can communicate and receive what I've got in a language they best understand. We're talking about language now. So there's a, a term for that. Let me see if any of these work. Should so not roll age B, B, What does that mean? Really? guys that have been in my classes know this, prefer others resembling, I'm just going to say it, resembling themselves. Wow, you filled my love cup, Ed. Thanks. I'm words of affirmation. <laughs> really, all people prefer others resembling themselves. Truth? Okay, one of the greatest gifts that Paul did was he taught this. Look, I become whatever they need to receive. Whatever they have. Well, you say, well, how do I do that? Well, there's some easy ways. Listen, and oh, I just said, listen because we have two ears and one mouth, that means we listen twice as much as we speak, listen to the words that are saying. Are they saying, you know, I feel. You know, I'm feeling that. You know, I really feel where you're... Use feel language. Don't say think. Say feel. So now you have a commonality of speaking the same language they're speaking. People get comfortable think you know I think what I think we should do this is what I think you better be speaking think language and I'm telling you this for your spouses too for your children too you'll find out where they're at based on the words they're saying if you're listening too many people aren't listening they're just waiting for someone to breathe so they can go ahead and give their pearl of wisdom in there yeah as soon as he goes I'm gonna I'm gonna give it to him well yeah you're nodding yeah hurry up will you shut yeah, hurry up finish up finish up I got some great stuff here and you know they're not listening to you either. So, see, hear, think, feel. These are tools that you can use As you, if you really listen, if you're really trying to help someone, you can use these tools so you can actually do this one thing. Communicate with them. The process of finding common union. Communication. I'm trying to find a common union with you. Well, I know you like people that are like you. So, what I have to do is look like you, walk like you, talk like you, speak like you, have the same body language as you. Because it's not about me. It's about the message I have to get to you that I think will really be important for you. Does that make sense? So, you know, for a quick story, and I've told it before, but, you, you know, when you're overseas, I had to read, I read the Quran so I can understand where they're coming from. And I read in English, because I don't know Arabic. But the, the point was, when you understand where they're coming from, you can make that common union, that process. You can uh, build that bridge. And then they can receive what you've got to say. So for me, it was uh, we were talking about Jesus a lot in the oil field. I was in Syria. And they all want to talk about Isa and Mary Jesus, son of Mary. So we were talking about it a lot out in the oil field. And my uh, representative out there, Ali Muhammad, was getting a little upset because he's a Shiite Muslim. But they all were talking to me, so I was just answering questions. So he took me to a, an imam in Damascus, and he told me about uh, th- this imam was supposed to be a holy man. And we were talking about the Quran back and forth, back and forth, and he loved it. He couldn't believe a Christian knew anything about it. And uh, then I said, Tell me about Munkar and Nikar. These are the two angels that come at the end of time in the, in the Mormon, in the, Mormon, in the uh, Muslim religion that ask you if you've performed the five pillars of the Muslim religion and decide whether you go to heaven or hell. So he said, You know about them? I said, Yes, I do. So he said, Well, based on your score, you go to heaven or you go to hell. I said, Okay, well, I know my score. He said, What's your score? I said, It's 100. He goes, oh, no man is a 100. I said, Isa was, Jesus was. He said, and in their religion, they believe that he is the only sinless prophet that ever walked the earth. He goes, you are right, Isa was. I said, so I, I clothe myself in Isa's righteousness so I can see Allah, Papa. And he went, hmm, I must think on this. But the great thing was when we went outside, Ali Muhammad became a Christian because he wanted to say the salvation prayer. But none of that would have happened if I didn't change my ways to understand their ways. Or if I didn't change my body language to understand their body language. You know, body language is, I know you guys know, you can feel it. But if somebody's like this, they ain't listening to you. They're closed. So... How do you get someone that's closed to listen to you? Well, when they're closed, you get closed. You talk back and forth, and then once you got them, you open, they open. They don't even know they're opening. Now when they're open, they can receive information you got from them. It's called matching and mirroring. But that's what Paul was talking about here. Jesus, when he spoke to fishermen, he used fishing analogies. When he spoke to businessmen, He used money and he talked about business. Farmers, he spoke about crops and planting and reaping and that kind of stuff. So he spoke the language so that he could communicate with them. So if we're supposed to do more of what Jesus did, more of what Paul did, we're going to have to get out of self and learn how to communicate in other languages. Does that make sense? I mean, when I talk to the Spanish service, I'm, I'm more subdued here, but I might light myself on fire next service. I don't know. They can handle that stuff. They got some passion, man. You know, I'm Italian. They got passion. I got passion. So they won't say, oh, he's a little weird. They'll be like, yeah, I'm going to light myself too. That's why the greatest parties are like Spanish parties, Italian parties, you know, black parties. They're great because there's passion. White guys, hmm. Yes, I'm enjoying myself quite well today. Thank you. Thank you. I won't get out of my comfort zone here. So, <laughs> but I enjoy the passion side of it. You know, here's the thing in the church, and this is the problem with judgment comes in the church, is that there's a five-fold ministry that we have. We have we have evangelists, teachers, apostles, preachers, Right? We have this five-fold ministry. But unfortunately, likes attract likes. So if you're a teacher and you're comfortable with teachers, you're in a teacher church. And everybody there is in a teacher. And if a prophet comes in, you're like, whoa, that dude is weird. Wow. That is a strange dude. Or an evangelist and all passionate and everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. Keep that away from me. Or an apostle comes in, he starts talking about business, he starts saying some business stuff, and you're going, look, God's my provider, I'm not worried about business, you know, I'm good, I'm comfortable, I got just enough for tithe, I make, every month I make it to the end thing. Well, how about being more than enough? How about being overflowing so that everyone around you is abundant just because you are? How about that? That'd be all right. So our problem is that we even judge ourselves, but as a ministry so that's what's so cool about this church is that we have prophets and we have evangelists we're teaching on evangelism right now and we have teachers and we have preachers and we have apostles because we have a business mentorship program here so it's great because everyone can plug in but the but the sad part is like <laughs> i'll tell my story steve backlin all right he's a talking all this stuff, and you know what you do when all heck breaks loose and you don't know what to do? What, what do you do? You laugh. I was like, okay, that does not compute. I'm sorry, Steve, but, you know, tell me a process, tell me something. So what did I have to learn how to do? Well, I had to learn how to trance. No, oh, I didn't laugh. What I first had to do was find seven people that agreed with me. Is that the stupidest thing you ever heard? Yes, that was stupid, I agree with you, Nick. Yes, let's have a stupid, they're stupid and we're not party. Nobody's smart but us. But the truth was that what he was saying was truth. And so what I had to do was go, okay. I looked at his heart and I could see his heart was right. You know what I mean? You know when a guy's heart is right. Because what I wanted to do, <clears throat> that's what I wanted to do. And my, my my inside, myself said, "And get your butt up and get out of here right now. And that's what I wanted to do. And I said, no, you sit. He's got something for you that no one else has for you. So I went, whoa. So what I did, <laughs> I translated it. Here's my translation for what C was saying. (laughs) Laster has definite effects on the body. Laughter enhances your oxygen intake, stimulates your heart, lungs, muscles, increases your immune system, releases endorphins, releases by the brain, reduces stress, reduces cortisol, puts you in a place of peace. Where the answer always exists that you had in your problem which is in cuz now you're in a place of peace love and joy and the exam, uh, the answer didn't a- exist in a place of fear lack and worry it existed in a place of peace love and joy where god laid it up so i got yeah okay laugh got it now <laughs> now you could have just said i believe faith I will laugh, and it works, but I needed to know how it worked, because then I feel okay to laugh, because I'm a nerd, I'm a teacher, I want to know that I know, that I know from the atom, from the molecule, I got to know, when I read the word, I read in the Greek and Hebrew, I can't just say it, but you know, it's by the measure of your faith, you know, my, my faith step is this far, Okay? But some people, they say, it's like, this. Ah, I'll just jump the Grand Canyon with that faith. <laughs> and that's awesome. That's awesome. It still works because he meets you where you're at. So we have to learn how to translate what others are saying because they've got something for you that you can't get with people that look like you, walk like you, and talk like you you got to get it from the people that don't look like you, the ones that rub you a little wrong, the ones that got you, oh, you're just such a wacko. What are we doing now? We're going to pray in tongues in Starbucks. <laughs> got it. But do I know it's right to do that? Yes, I do. But what if they think I'm weird? Well, let's say you died to self, so you're good. Oh, yeah, I'm, I'm good. I forgot. I died to self. I can do that. So what we really have to do is start embracing people that don't look like us, don't walk like us, don't talk like us, because in them, that's where the answer is. In them, that's where your growth is. You know, uh, you, you know, we have people that heal all the time. I, I don't, healing, come on. I, I, here I was. I'm in uh, Living Word, another church. And we're all singing, and we got this guy, Tim Story, and he's touching people, and they're laying out. And I'm going, oh, you wimps, liars. You're all liars. You don't do that. And so, you know, and he does a pass over the choir, and everybody falls down, and I'm like, mm, like a, just a rock standing there. Yeah. Yeah, you'll knock me down if you hit me in the head with a brick. So I was his... Uh, Green Room guy, I was watching over him, and we're walking back to the green room. And I had a problem with my hip, and they said I was going to have to have a hip replacement. And he goes, "What's wrong with you?" I said, "Oh, my hip." He goes, he turns around, touches me on the head, and says, "In the name of Jesus." And I go, "Boom," on the ground, and I'm like, "What in the heck happened?" And I'm like, "I'm trying to get up. I'm trying. I'm mad, mad. I'm going to try. Because if I'm not getting up, I would be." wrong. Oh, I can't be wrong. So <laughs> my wife comes around the corner and she's all and messed up. And she goes, what? Ha-? Oh, I know what happened. And he's dancing around me saying, you didn't think Jesus could do it. You didn't think Jesus could do it. You didn't think he could be healed. But the amazing thing was the next day I was doing squats with 405 pounds and my hip didn't hurt one bit. Because of that man who I thought was crazy that had something for me that I couldn't see that he had a gift for me. So, all I'm going to say to sum it up is that we, we really, as a church, have to learn to unite and embrace each other's differences. The greatest thing about this church right here is that we have pastors that listen to God. They listen to the Holy Spirit. They have vetted everyone that comes in here. I mean, you don't have to worry about that. There's all kinds of scriptures on it. I don't want to read them because we're running out of time. But there's all kinds of scripture on the fact that you can trust this man. You can trust Kara. And they vetted all these people. So they're not going to let you mess up the sheep. They're not going to let them come in. But what they are going to make you do is grow. Right? And that's what we're here for is because we want to grow. We want to get better. We want to be different. It's time. This is the time. And the only thing that can overcome all this mess that's going on in the world is unification as one. So I got a couple minutes. I want everybody to stand up real quick. We're going to do something. Now, here's what we're going to do. I want everybody to hold their right hand up, if you don't do it, how you do one thing is how you do everything. You won't do it in life of as well. No judgment. <laughs> now, try not to kill anybody in front of you, but hold your hand up like this, like a, like a karate, and say this word, as one, now wait, it's two words, this word. Spanish. <laughs> in the Greek and Latin, no. Hold it up. Ready? Now, with all your passion, you know, you want to unite. You're tired of this stuff going on in this world. You want things different, but the only way is if we unite. So together, we're going to say, on the count of three, as One, one two, three. As one! One! a power in that that you can only experience when you're unified like that, that all things change. It's like when you sing. When you sing a song, we're all together as one. All of a sudden, you're swaying back and forth. You don't know why you're swaying, but everybody's swaying with you because you're all together as one. Great power there. Thank you.